You're listening to The Low and No Show, a podcast that tells the inspiring stories from brands and the founders. My name is Johnny Stevens, the founder of Better Without, the app that helps people discover low and no drinks. I'm sitting down with guests to hear their stories, learn about their products and the lessons they've learned. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Low and No Show. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. And if you're a constant listener then welcome back today i've got a spirit brand um i've got nista um nista is from sweden um i'm joined by uh, the founder erica so hello erica and welcome thank you thank you i'm really glad to be to be here we're delighted to have you on so can you first of all introduce yourself and introduce the brand um, sure, my name is Eric Ollen. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Visignista. Uh, I've always worked with food and branding and communications and marketing. Uh, I've been working with uh, non-art since 2015-16. Uh, and I'd say that during this period, I've really experienced firsthand how this just had, you know, boomed, uh, going from, I don't know, juices and one or two kombuchas to, to where we are today. Um, so I'm very excited. Uh, we launched, you know, we saw a need for um, more, uh, more complex and interesting and spirit-like non-alcoholic, uh, non-alcoholic spirits, uh, and that's why we just, you know, developed Nista back in 2017. So the first, the first version uh, called Floral Worldwoods, one you got there as well, uh, was launched late 2019. And the second one, a smoky and dry and spicy barrel oak, was launched mm. last summer. So we decided, you know, to use the lockdown period to to get the second one going. Amazing! Used it wisely. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. So um, obviously, you've been a very early adopter to well, you know, 2015, as you said, when you started looking at it, um, you know category has moved on massively since then when you I suppose first started um, looking at it at that time were there challenges that actually you think you wouldn't face now because the category is so different you know what was there things that actually you came across I mean, certainly like one so, so the brand that we that I worked with then uh, to launch was a very much like a cool niche brand so it was a, a chili infused organic still drink uh, you know, very crazy, but then again, niche. Um, and then, and, and when something is niche and it doesn't belong to categories, it's like a non-alcoholic beer. Well, it makes mm. sense. You drink yeah. a non-alcoholic beer when you otherwise would drink a normal beer or a beer with alcohol, I assume. Um, and so for a small startup, it's, uh, it costs a great deal of money to educate mm. on when, you know, when to consume something. And so when Seedly uh, just poured money into, or uh, sorry, when Distill Ventures poured money into Seedly and really like um, building, helping to build this category and educating people what a non-alcoholic spirit could be like, when you could drink it, you know, making it more socially acceptable, um, choosing not to drink when you're out with friends. Uh, I mean, that was a massive help, mm-hmm. I'd say for all of us coming afterwards. Um, and I presume that, you know, the brands coming after either, either they did something, you know, similar to maybe like 
a distilled non-alcoholic gin uh, and they would say well it's like seedlip but yeah. uh, or the brands were like um for example like nista so nista is very different yeah. well it's like seedlip but it's not at all like seedlip you know seedlip you try seedlip now yeah. try this and it's different yeah and 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 with your product i've i've tried both um my my favorite one is uh the the bow oak um i think we we i was saying the other day you know real that smoky i mean straight away from the smell through to to you know when you're drinking it it's yeah it's really got that uh yeah just really beautiful taste within what had when you were creating the you know both drinks did you have an idea on okay we want to base it on these type of flavors how you know what was your flavor development like um well it was it was pretty straightforward i wanted to have a liquid that people who enjoy creating fantastic cocktails would actually be able to use uh and these are you know people making it at home more and more these days but above all it's bartenders and bars because they they're also experiencing how people choose non-alcoholic to a greater extent uh they're in a need you know for better products and so we didn't have any ideas. We just, you know, I just uh, went around, gathered some of the best bars, managers, uh, mixologists in the Scandinavia. And I asked them, okay, so if we are to develop a non-alcoholic spirit that would actually imitate, uh, you know, many of the characteristics of alcohol and, you know, something that you could use, what kind of characteristics should this liquid have? And, um, you know, based on their answers, there were some, some, you know, overall ones like, oh, you know, tannins are good, body is good. Uh, you want to have that, uh, you know, that kind of the bite, you know, and something that would lingering on. You'd have everything from starting at the nose, going around, you know, to the mouth and then continuing when you're done. Um, but it very clearly showed the two directions of something that would be more bitter, floral, um, you know, herbal, and mm. again, the, the smoky and dry and spicy. And they're very different. Uh, yeah. I suppose they, they are similar in the sense that you can, you know, they work, you can you can just very much replace them with the spirit. Like if you have four centiliter of like your normal one, a normal uh, liquor, then you'd have four centiliter of Kinsta. But uh, but they tend to, so, so more kind of lifestyle people and maybe, mm. um, uh, how can you say, like beginners, mm. they would prefer the non-alcoholic, the bitter and plural one, but the bartenders and maybe a bit more advanced like yourself uh, <laughs> would, would, would prefer the, the barrel oak. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's good. I nice. Well, I guess you, you cater to say for both markets. And as you say, you've got the, yeah, the, the floor one for people making stuff at home and that introduction and then, a, you know for people going into a bar environment and yeah being able to try it within the cocktails and and, and actually something that's yeah made by a mixologist you know the barrel work works works well how did you find getting into you know in Scandinavia how have you found the the adoption of the the spirits have they you know have you got into many bars how's that worked I mean we we uh you know, the, start, the starting period was very good until, you know, yeah. the COVID and the lockdown. Sweden has been, it hasn't been a proper lockdown, but Norway and Denmark has been, and Copenhagen mm. has been our, by far our biggest uh, Scandinavian market. 
Uh, I also went to London and I knocked the door and I said, yes, no, we do want to launch this. And then like, this <laughs> came and the um, but, but it has been, the reception has been fantastic and the sales um, to bars, I, I suppose it was because you, we chose a specific kind of bar. So we, yeah. we go for like the premium places mm-hmm. um, who maybe, you know, also have a bit what, what can I say? Like you know, they, they have quite a few guests, mm-hmm. so maybe they, they cannot make they cannot make all the uh, everything from scratch. So you know, yeah. it, it's good for them to have something you know to help them. Um, but again, you know, the, the very best the very best places, and um, and we've also gone to to bars who have an outspoken strategy, mm-hmm. you know, of, of wanting to offer a good non-alcoholic menu, and again, you like you know. Three years ago when we started that was weren't as many nowadays yeah. you know all bars with some kind of you know self-respect they know that they have to do it so that's um so that's a big difference i mean in the uk now we're working with uh, dedicated um mm-hmm. who who very much an outspoken uh, like you know bar a non-alcoholic bar consultant yeah. uh wanting to to help bars and and you know make great great mocktail menus yeah oh, it's, it's so important because i think you've got um you've got you know people now especially having been at home they expect uh they don't want the fruit juices or you know the, the sugary drinks they they want something that is elegant sophisticated and actually you know if you can give a, i mean mixologists are brilliant you know you give them products they can come up with some fantastic things and actually the more products we can you know, give those mixologists they can create those those brilliant drinks for the consumer absolutely and also when you like ourselves you know a startup running on own funds it's very cheap marketing to have a good product and go out you know to, to people in the know and say mm-hmm. would you like a bottle to do something and they say yeah you know well this is yeah. great uh, and, and they and they share it and, and they do something something with it. But I'd say that you know that we've been. You can tell that we belong to the next wave of mm. non-alcoholic spirits. Uh, and and as yourself, you know, said these kind of more dark, complex, more advanced ones, uh, because we've been much more, much more. Uh, what's the word? Uh, successful uh, mm. selling to bars and you know through bars. If you compare to, for example, selling, uh, you know, online, you know, yeah. via e-com, uh, other outlets. Um, so again, you know, my my uh, thoughts on this is that, you know, it's 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 a little bit like you know we're still early days of non-alcoholic, yeah. uh, and it's a little bit like you know when you were fifteen and you started drinking something, you mm. you'd go for the you know for the easy easy to drink white wine or mm-hmm. the beer. You wouldn't you wouldn't you know jump straight onto the rum or the the more yeah, difficult yeah uh, and and so it's I, I i can still you know when i get the feedback we sell you know in australia and we sell in uh, in norway etc and when i get the feedback from these e-com they say mm. we love these days one of our favorites but we feel that people are still you know they're still opting for the safe the safe yeah. choices like you know, the, the distilled monocolic gins the ones you know that they know exactly how to use them. I mean, yeah. we we chose to to name these two: the bitter one, floral wormwood, and the smoky one, barrel oak. Because I 
I don't want to call it a non-alcoholic whiskey or non-alcoholic, yeah. you know, vermouth or amaro. Um, it's just a bit boring, and you, you know, you create expectations yeah. um, of a flavor that are. But in essence, you know, these are to use um, to replace, you know, with a whisker or rum yeah. or with a with a amaro, you know. Yeah. In the, yeah. No. And so it's it's definitely like it's it's a bigger choice. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a more daring choice to to you know buy one of the Kinsler bottles if you compare to one of the early um, kind of more botanical soft on a palate yeah. brands. Well, it's, I think you've got yeah. I guess it's that education point that you know if you buy you know a bottle of the bowed oak, actually, what do you do with it? What do you, you know, and 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 that is an educating. The, the consumer whether it's on your website or when you send it out or you know I've, I've always had this you know I work with a mixologist and we've always had this discussion that actually you know simplicity is key and you know people don't want to you know have something that's going to take them 15 minutes to make um yeah they want to be able to go and do it at home and it's the same with the you know bars they they are under time pressure but they want to create something that's that has got you know brilliant flavors and, and everything and, and when you've when you've been speaking with you know the bars and and, and that kind of stuff and we'll come on to the sort of you know more consumer side but when you've been speaking to the bars have have you had to do a lot of education around actually how to use the product or or have you found that they've just run with it I, well i you know it's Again, I'm I'm not from a bar background. I'm a, from like a food and cooking background, and uh, I don't want to go to the expert and say, you know, hey, this is how to use our product. And besides, you know, we target the best bars and the best bartenders, and I want to, you know, I want to be able to give them, uh, you know, creative freedom. Yeah. And not saying, you know, these are the perfect serves and this is how you do it. Um, yeah. Because as, as a as a creative person myself, I wouldn't I wouldn't want that. Yeah. But you know, having but having said that, you know, over this what year we you know since we launched you know half almost uh it has been clear that you know even bars and uh, and more than anything like you know the brand ambassadors that people are taking mm. you know they want to be super super clear you know how to uh, how to use them so now we do have you know the the perfect serves mm. we have a few um we have a few suggestions on how to serve it you know we were just launching in in the states and they very much you know they They've been, you know, we, we want it to be like streamlined. We want to be able to go to these <laughs> And I tell them, yeah, okay, fine. You know, let's add like four recipes, really simple ones, just mm. to give them, you know, idea of, you know, how, what other bars have done. Yeah. Um, but um, I think, you know, when you communicate with consumers, it's something completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's quite funny, you know, some, one of the like industry experts told me a year ago that like, you know, a whiskey, a whiskey and soda, that's like one of the most popular drinks. Everyone wants like it, no one likes it. Uh, <laughs> and, so, and, that's, and so that's where we're heading with, with the oak. Like, you know, the, mm. that's one of the easiest servings you can, you can have. Like just yeah. mix it with, with sparkling water. And if you want something that's a little bit more sweet, like a tonic or ginger ale, it's, yeah. it's brilliant. Like a squeeze of lime. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do agree. And I think it's I think it's kind of fun, like at home or interesting, mm. maybe how even like 
you know, my husband and I, we're so keen on cooking and, you know, I, well, I represent Nista and uh, we do have a shaker, but I don't know where it is. I mean, <laughs> whenever I need to shake yeah. it, I just get yeah. it, like the, the jar for whatever out and I, and I just do it. It's even, you have to be extremely dedica dedicated in order to actually make some of the more advanced. Um, yeah. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you do. Yeah, but so, but once in a while we do get so. So Luca Ferretti, it's uh, one of the one top bartender from London. He mm. he had this perfect serve of barrel oak, which was with soy sauce. Oh really? Yeah, try that. So wow, that's, you know, just, I'm going to try that. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and maybe like a, a, a piece of I don't know ice, an ice cube, and yeah. then something. So when you when you do your cooking, you could have that. It's just like it's it's very different, very same. Oh wow. On, that that is on the list for tonight then <laughs> and and in terms of launching he's talked about launching in america how how have you found that is obviously it's still early days but how, how's the reception been fantastic uh, i mean the reason why we uh i'd, I'd say in, in sweden it's more lukewarm mm. uh, so as i've decided you know, well, I, i'm not going to try i'm going to go to the places where you know where they feel that you know there's engagement brand where they where they like the product and the use has been in such a place as uh, so we had we had this campaign year ago uh, again everything we do is very budget but that was extremely successful so it was uh like a party and we had we had a, a job ad out uh, mm. and we and the job was to come to you had to be a, like a real party animal uh, and two were selected to, to to you know we'd fly them from anywhere with a friend come to Stockholm to you know do clubbing do everything that you'd normally do like on a fun weekend out just like you not your friend you would have to be sober and do it with you know with oh wow stuff. I love and it then, <laughs> I know but this was again you know so we, we're still gonna do that so we had we had 25,000 applications still waiting like people still being like come on you know is this happening when yes it is happening we just have to wait I don't know for the what second third wave to uh, to die oh, out yeah. But, but, but uh, you know, at that time I felt that the US was extremely, it, it just, you know, it just worked for them. Uh, yeah. And also the US is a little bit you know, behind, for example, the mm -hmm. UK, uh, when you talk about the non-alc. So it's more like in the lines of France or maybe Australia. And, um, and that means that, you know, I, I suppose, you know, the, the, the non-alc spirits so far, they haven't really you know they haven't been hooked on them you know they, they don't really see like a big point of it as one you know the biggest ones is they have a big presence but it's you know very few uh, the repurchase rate yeah. uh, is very low for example and so they've gone straight on to like uh, the next generation so we have you know for example uh, Gia um, the aperitif we have you know um, lots so we have um, more um, uh, what's this word again uh, of functional drinks. Mm -hmm. uh, so for example, um, well, there are a few coming out now with, uh, you know, various kind of ingredients that will, mm -hmm. you know, give you an up or a down or, um, and so it's, there's a king euphoric is one, you know, it's great, it's new office. And so maybe, maybe that's why, you know, they just mm -hmm. loved Mister because yeah. they didn't, they say, well, the only one we know is Celia, but we don't really want to add it to our menu. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably one thing. The second thing is that they love bourbon. Yeah. yeah. And 
And so like, it's just getting, it's getting a product over that will do the job. Um, you know, it, 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 just, it just makes sense. Yeah, and and no. it's quite, you know, that it's imported from Europe. I mean, in Europe, we like when it's locally made, you know, all of that. Yeah. Uh, and this is locally made for us. It's handmade. And it's, you know, I, I make these extracts mm. myself. But, um, but for them, it's kind of nice to have something that's imported from Europe. You know, it's a yeah. um, quality mark. No, definitely. And I think your everything you say is right around being slightly further behind and but I think they are on a real catch up you know they are absolutely wanting to try everything there's a big movement over there around it and it's yeah it's it's incredible I think the next 12 months will be very interesting in in the US market to see where where it goes um so yeah it's definitely definitely one to watch I think you know for our sake it's it's sort of been good in ways with the covid year because it has forced us not to run that quickly yeah uh, so you know but instead of quickly we you know we were able to develop the second one we've done you know we now know that we have a product that lasts over time you know the, yeah. the products are very good i've been able to um to actually you know um find and uh and finalize some great contracts with some great uh people that i want to work mm. with in different markets so we have you know the zero proof in the u.s as such um i have quentin who does more or less a little bit same thing in france mm. uh you know dedicated to manico in um, uh, in the uk and so instead because you know the 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 um uh, the interest and the buzz around nista has been very good uh, mm. very big so it's you know it's a lot of and I've had, you know, lots of talks with importers, distributors in, in the U.S. and Canada, everywhere, you know, they get in touch. Mm. And, um, and sometimes when you, when you grow a bit too quick, maybe like it's, it's hard to steer and it's hard to yeah. um, get like a good gut feel of what you're doing and mm-hmm. who you're working with. But I feel so confident that, you know, these people um, will do a good job. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and, besides, yeah. and besides, they're working with non-alcoholic. I mean, people within this, this, um, this feeling, this space, they're so, uh, they're so dedicated to what they're yeah. doing. And there's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's really, it's really a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah. The, the, yeah. There's a massive passion behind, you know, people are, you know, genuinely want to, yeah, want to grow the category, want to showcase the best products. And, you know, it's, I always look at, you know all the different categories within non-alcoholic and and where they are you know they're all at different stages you've got beer who yeah beer's been doing very very well it's you know there's so many products and there's a you know big market for actually you know creating beers that that people try and it doesn't matter whether it's non-alcoholic or not the spirits world as you say is doing incredibly well i mean if we look at like on our app you know beer is the first category spirits is the is the second category um the wines get in there they're catching up but i think you know there's there's development that's going in and and where, where i sort of feel wines going is that i almost feel like people are taking their time a bit more because they realize how good the spirits are and the, the beers are that they don't want to just release a product for the sake of a product mm. I mean, I would love, I would love to get my hands on, 
either no alcoholic or a low alcoholic uh, mm. one of these orange wines or you know the mm. ones that would give you a bit of a you know acidity and mm. Mm, I would I would love that I would, yeah. I would be happy you know to buy one with like four or five percent but just yeah. because you know as long as you don't get as long as you don't get that um you know too much of the alcohol at least mm. for me like you know so that, that you can you can keep up and you can don't have a hangover and yeah like no and i think that's the that's the thing everyone's gonna gonna find their their level of what what they're comfortable drinking and um yeah being able to i mean it's just being able to find great products isn't it and, and you know try different different brands different whether it's you know the, the the big brands coming out with stuff or as you say your nice niche brands that people like to like to go and discover they like the story I mean that's something I'm really passionate about is understanding you know actually the people behind these brands um yeah it's nice to know as you say you've got that passion and, and the care for the product mm. I mean one thing that was really surprised by um one is how how easily and quickly these spirits industry uh, mm. embrace the whole non-alcoholic and the non-alcoholic spirit category. So when I was when I was um, talking at the Innovation in Spirits Congress a year and a mm. half ago in London, you know all the big and I was talking about non-alcoholic spirits and the future. You know what is it mm. and can you call it? And uh, all of the bigger uh, spirit companies were there, but it, you know it, it was just. You know, this was the, was the theme of the conference, and yeah. all of the—I mean, it was regular. All of the bigger companies, they either you know acquire small startups or yeah. they make their own versions of yeah. non-alcoholic spirits. Yeah. And that was that was just you know quickly. You know, this isn't something you know. We just we, it's just going to be a big movement and big force, yeah. and it's going to be a lot of us like taking this taking this forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. So now, I mean, I'm guessing that we will see more. Um, because if, if you compare to vegetarianism yeah. uh, and where that starts, you know, with the vegetarian sausages and meatballs um, mm-hmm. and then moving on to that, you know, well, plants are fine, you know, the way they are. We don't need to call them something meaty in order to, yeah. to make it work. And I presume that, you know, that is, that's where the non-alcoholic category is going as well. I mean, now, like the first, what, years, um, it will need to be called something uh, because it, we have to be super clear on, yeah. At least, you know, I feel that that helps us. We have to be super clear what it is, when to consume it. You know, Ignista yeah. is something you drink. You just like replace a spirit. You use the same amount um, in, in a drink as you do with a normal liquor. Uh, you drink it when you normally treat yourself to a glass or, you know, hang out mm-hmm. with friends or celebrate. But then, you know, we've started not calling it a non-alc gin or a non-alc yeah. something. Um, and you know that will that will just continue and grow. Yeah. And so in future we'll see like lots of interesting uh, non-alcoholic options that don't need to be compared to wine, but just be yeah. fantastic on their own. No, I, definitely. Just... Oh, I think that's the way it's going to go, and, and and I think it will get to the point. And, and we talked about this on on previous episodes that it will just get to the stage where actually it is. And I use Lucky Saint as an example in the UK as a bit. It's just, you know, I want a pint of Lucky Saint and that's that's it. It's no, nothing more than that. You're not branding it anything different. Um, you know, Big Drop Brewery is an example of, yeah, they go, we create great beer that just happens to be non-alcoholic. And that's exactly. that's where it's, you know, where it's brilliant, where it's going to go. And, and 
in terms of the actual products you obviously talked about you know you creating them and everything talk to me a bit more about that process what what's that been like and and yeah how how you how you do that you mean how we produce them like yeah actually yeah uh well again you know my my starting point has been you know i want to have a functional liquid a liquid that will do the job uh that will give the consumer a similar experience you know whether it's a, a cocktail um or whether it's just mixed like with a tonic um and I don't have a background from the spirits industry. Mm. I have a background from cooking. I've spent so many hours in the kitchen cooking. Uh, I worked as a chef. That is what I know. And so when you know when we when we got all this info from the mixologists and, and the bars, what kind of characteristics that were needed, we gathered um, a small bunch of, of experts. Like, uh, mm. and we said, okay, fine. So we if we want to have that. Um, uh, for example, the acidity, you know, where should we get it from? What's the, well, you know, we, we opted for rhubarb, for example. And then, so, so Gnista is more built in, uh, you know, the same way as you'd cook a meal. Mm. Um, we do use some of the techniques that you use in spirit making. So, for example, we, we distill, uh, because mm. that is, I mean, you need that for, for the notes. We, um, we put, we make uh, homemade extracts from uh, from vodka actually so there's a small bit of, of mm. alcohol in there and we do put them on oak barrels uh, okay. to let them rest so we do use some of the techniques but mm. um it's much more easy to explain you know that it's balanced in the sense that yeah uh, you know we want the savory bit okay fine let's use lavish uh, you know where is the best lavish to be found well we want the bitter let's use wormwood you know how can we combine these um how can we and then you know we we came across lots of uh, challenges, you know, like natural mm. challenges, like, um, well, you know, spring rhubarb is very different from you know, late summer mm. rhubarb. Obviously, you know, the sugar and the um, acidity will differ. So, and it's the same with, with wormwood, for example, um, and with oak, like the different kind of, um, they just, so we, we found ways of treating them separately. Uh, mm. And it's not thanks to me. I mean, I just like <laughs> made something. And I said, well, I wanted to taste roughly like this. Yeah. And we use, uh, we work together with a production, um, a small like production partner who helps small companies grow. They're very experienced within uh, the more advanced bits of, yeah. um, of like, I don't know, food production, I suppose, and drink production. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have capacity to scale. And they were the ones that said, fine, you know, let's treat, uh, you know, instead of, instead of having X amount of wormwood leaves, let's do, um, let's instead do, you know, a bit of batch, a bit of brew here, and then we add X amount of bitterness, for example. So this means that we have a product that is very easy to, uh, you know, easy to scale, um, and that is much more stable. But it also means that we, we are, very much in need uh, of a master blender. And I, I haven't heard of another brand uh, or another that, that needs it, but we, we need to have someone standing, you know, for a batch, trying and then yeah. uh, trying to balance. Uh, but in essence, we do, so we, we brew, we macerate, we have, uh, for example, you know, for, the, for, for that heat, for the, for the, for the uh, bite, we do have, we have fresh ginger that we macerate. We have uh, a fantastic leek, black pepper um, mm. in South East Asia, 
the uh, and we also have um, uh, habanero that we make like this vodka. That means that you have, you know, the ginger kicks in one place, pepper in a different place, and the right. habanero in another place. So it's so all ingredients that are in Gnista are in there for a reason. Yeah, um, nice. And they're treated separately, and then they're being put together, and it's all being uh, filtered um, mm. at the end. Amazing, exciting! I think, um, yeah, people have to try it. I say, I, I, I've tried both. My my preference is is the barrel oak, but I think, uh, yeah, it's definitely one people need to try and yeah, go and go and, go and find mean, it because it is very different. It's it's a quiet taste. Of course, yeah, yeah. And it's like everything, you know, you've, I mean, I spoke the other day about, you know, kombucha. Some people hate kombucha. It's just not their, not what they want. You know, I'm a big fan of kombucha. I like it. Um, but it isn't, every, everyone's got their acquired taste. Yes, and, and where can people find you? Where, um, if they want to buy the product, um, where's the best well, place to look? If we're talking in the UK, Mm. Uh, you can get it from Master of Malt and Amazon uh, online. Uh, we also now I'm working, as I said, with with Domenico at Dedicated. Mm -hmm. You can get his, you know, order through his cocktail boxes. And then we're also working with this importer called Strongwells, uh, and they are, you know, as society opens up, you know, yeah. it will be more, you know, readily available. And so we, uh, and so we sold, you know online through the Gnista Spirits website mm -hmm. up until 31st December and then we decided to, to close it for the UK because you know, <laughs> we didn't quite know how we but then quite quickly Amazon and Mastro Mold um, took it on so that's yeah. that's two good places to start. Amazing and then I guess your website for people in Europe and, and then America. Yes uh, not America but they, they but you know you'll if you go to the Gnista Spirits website you'll you'll find what you need. Amazing. That's brilliant. Well, look, I've really recipes, I should say. Yeah, no, I had a look this morning. There seems to be some really nice suggestions and yeah, things I'm gonna try. Perfect. So brilliant. Well, thank you very much for joining me and we will speak to you soon and we'll make sure there's links in the bio. So thank you very much, Erica. Thank you. I'm so glad to have been to been talking. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye.